Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Conventional wisdom tells us that a cat has nine lives. But lest we be tempted to envy our feline friends, we should pause to consider that under certain circumstances, we humans could also have nine lives, or 19, or 90. Why, the sky is the limit, provided we go about it in precisely the right way. Uh, mister, we gotta close the joint. Time to go home. Uh, home? Yeah, home. You gotta go home. But I can't. I... I don't know where my home is. Well, what, what do you mean? Are you, are you lost? Yes. In a very real sense, I'm truly lost. Well, what's your name? I don't know. Well, you're not from around here, I can tell. No, I'm not from around here. Nor am I from anywhere. mystery drama, Ninety Lives, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Terry Keene and Fred Gwynn. We always have those who yearn nostalgically for the good old days. Barely 150 years ago, if you wanted to go out at night in almost any large city in the world, you would be well advised to hire an armed escort. So you see, we may be getting a return of those good old days sooner than most people think. On that particular theme, two young men stand in a doorway in a dark and deserted street. They hear approaching footsteps. One leans out, looks quickly. He nods at his companion, who has the taut, deadly air of a panther. The handle of a knife protrudes from his back pocket. The other is hefting what could be called a billy or perhaps a blackjack. Short and squat, he has the murderous manner of a gorilla. The panther speaks. It's a guy, all by himself. He, he, he looks like one of them dudes from the convention lost his way. Now listen, you half with an ape. You can knock him around, but don't kill him. We just grab his wallet and beat him. Here he comes. Who, who, who are you? No, 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 don't, don't hit me, don't, uh, oh! <laughs> we, we don't even have to touch him. <laughs> One look at this and the kill's over. Hey, come on, get the wallet, the wallet. Hey, the guy must have had a heart attack. Uh, you got everything? Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. That name badge from the convention, let me have it. What for? What for, you clown? I, I pin this on my jacket, walk into that hotel. 
And then watch me pick up some change. Come on, come on, rip it off. Dr. Sidney LaFleur. <laughs> look, look at me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> okay, come on, let's blow. Uh, hey, Muldoon. Uh, when what's-his-name comes in tomorrow, you got to order some hams and a couple of roast beefs. Yeah, okay. I, I thought we said we were going to close the place early. We are. Uh, beginning tonight. Yeah, okay. I... I mean, we got to start sometime. All right. You still got the lights on up front. I didn't hear you lock the door. I, um... Listen, I got a customer at the counter. Tell him to go home. Muldoon, I don't like the way the fellow looks. What's wrong with him? I think he's sick. <laughs> what, are we running a hospital? Throw the bum out. I wouldn't call him a bum. What do I care what you call him? Just get rid of him, hmm? And close up. It's just that he, he's, you know, he's kind of well-dressed. Come on, Shirley. Huh? <sighs> All right. Uh, sir, the time has come. The walrus said to talk of many things. Of shoes and ships and sealing wax and cabbages and kings. Hey, that's the rest of it, all right. I forgot that part. Oh, I read that thing in school about six million years ago, and it's all I remember. <laughs> Anyhow, the time has come. So, uh, what'd you have? Uh, chili, the yogurt, and a tea. Yeah, that's a combo for you. Um, miss... That comes to 206. Yes, but I, um... Uh, you want to add it up? You'd be my guest. No, no, it isn't that. The six um, cents is for the governor. I mean, it's supposed to go to the general fund. Uh, look, I don't have two dollars and six cents. You don't. Um, but I'm willing to wash dishes. What dishes? You pull a stunt like this ten o'clock in the morning, eight in the evening, okay, but midnight they're all washed. Well, I'm only In the second place, what do you know about washing dishes? Well, I, I could just... You got um, experience? Because you bust a couple on me and that blows the two dollars right there. Well, I've washed... Uh... You washed what? Look at your hands. Soft, white. You never washed a dish in your life. You ever done a day's work? Miss, I just don't have any money to pay you. Sure. Uh, go home. Go home? Come back when you got the 206, sir. Don't come back. But I owe you the money. What do you want me to do? Take you to court for two bucks? But it certainly isn't my intention to cheat you. Uh, come on, I go through this all the time. Article 27 of the Penal Code, paragraph 4. It's called theft of service. You want me to call a cop? I can't bother. Now, come on. I, I, I want to close the joint. But you can't close. The sign says open 24 hours. Well, that's been changed. So why don't you just go home, huh? I... I can't go home. Yeah? Uh, what's the matter? You had a little skirmish with the wife? She throw you out? No, it isn't my wife. Listen, I... tell you how to handle it. Give her some flowers. Please, listen to me. Yeah, I know. You're you're asking yourself where you're going to get flowers this time of the night. You see the daisies and carnations near the napkin holders? Those are real. we got nothing phony in here. Now, let me put a little bunch together. Well, thank you, but I... Why not? We get them fresh every morning. So here are the three moves you put on her, okay? You say, I'm sorry. You give her a kiss and hand her the flowers. You'll get away with it. Guys like you were born to get away with it. Yeah, I'll fix your bouquet and you go home. But I don't... I don't know where my home is. What? 
What do you mean you don't know where your home is? I just don't. You mean you're lost? Yes. In a very real sort of way, I'm truly lost. Well, where, where do you live? I don't know. So, what's your name? I don't know that either. Um, all right, uh, just wait here a second, huh? What's this? That guy still out there? Listen, Muldoon, he is in trouble. What kind of trouble? For crying out loud, why do I care what kind of trouble he's in? Don't I have enough trouble of my own? He don't know who he is. What's that supposed to mean? He don't know, that's all. So what am I supposed to do about it? Call the cops? No, 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 no. Don't call the cops. They'll figure out. I'm tied into it somehow. Tied into what? Whatever it is. I, I don't want nothing to do with it. Look, tell this guy to take a walk. Muldoon. No, what's the matter? He is a... He's a very nice-looking guy. Yeah? And the clothes he's got on, they're very, very... I mean, you know, they're cheap. You can just see that he's somebody with... with class. So? So, I'd like to help him. <laughs> the Searching Heart by... What's that dame's name? Bonnie Carstairs or something. All right, Muldoon, just cut it out. You're always reading her books. And in every single one of them, she says the same exact thing. He walked into the room. I said, cut it out. And suddenly she knew her searching heart whispered, here he is at last. The quest has ended. Okay, you had your little laugh for the day? I don't think it's funny. I'm trying to tell you he's in trouble because he don't know who he is. Well, there's always an intelligent way to solve that kind of problem. Hmm? I'll show you. Say, mister, why don't you just look in your wallet? My, my wallet? It's gone. Okay. Uh, so look through your pockets. Maybe you got some papers, a letter, a receipt, uh, something with your name on it. He could have been mugged and been hit on the head, lost his memory. You don't look like a guy who's been worked over. Uh, you got a bump on your head? Does it hurt? No. Look at the breast pocket of his jacket. The top part's been ripped off. How did it happen? I don't know. Look, Johnny, what do you know? You remember walking in here, don't you? Yes, I, I remember that. Okay, now, go back from there to what you don't remember. I, um, I remember I was sitting on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. How did you get there? I, I don't know. A dark, deserted street. Mm-hmm. The name of the street? Columbia Avenue. Columbia Avenue? I wouldn't be found there in daylight. What would you be doing there at night? I don't know. I... I got up, I started to walk. Um, that's when I saw the street sign. What time was all this? A quarter to eight. Uh, how did you know? Well, off in the distance was the tower of a huge skyscraper. It had a clock. The Garfield Tower is telling the truth. Uh, okay, you're on the sidewalk, and you don't know who you are or how you got there. Yes, I, uh, I started to walk. I came to a large, well-lighted street. Yeah. So why didn't you go up the nearest cop? Because... Because suddenly I was afraid. Of what? I know what had happened to me. I had developed amnesia. Now, 
Why should I get amnesia? Because you were hit on the head. But I hadn't been hit on the head. Why should I suddenly find myself sitting on the sidewalk of a strange city with absolutely nothing in my pockets, no money, no identification? Uh, That's what you should ask a doctor. Then I saw the building across the street. It was the public library. I went inside, asked for a couple of medical books. I read the chapters on amnesia. Yeah? And what did they say? A great deal. But the, um... The significant part for me was the basic statement that most people get amnesia because they need it. Who needs amnesia? You see, sometimes you find yourself in in an intolerable situation. And so, desperately, you, you seek a way out, but you can't find one. Maybe there aren't any that are satisfactory, so you just create another existence for yourself. You, you block out all memories of your past life, your, your real life. Just like that? Well, generally, you need something to trigger it, a, a violent or a dramatic incident. Uh, uh, okay, you got amnesia. Then what did you do? I left the library. I kept walking. It began to rain. I, I saw this place. I came in. I, I was hungry. I had to think. Well, what was I to do? And did you decide? No. Uh, look, we got to close up. I, I say you better go to the cops. Or hospital. I don't know if I can. What's stopping you? I... Well, what if I'm wanted? For what? Well, I, I, I don't know. A, a crime of some kind. <laughs> a guy like you? What what kind of crime could you commit? I, I don't know, but obviously I'm trying to block something from my memory. Certainly, I'm, I'm running away. Muldoon, we can't just toss him out. What am I running here? A hospital? He's on the lam. you got to give him a break. Who says so? Because that's the kind of guy you are. You know what it's like to be running from the cops. Yeah, but I didn't do nothing. Well, maybe he didn't either. The guy just spelled it out for you. He sure he did. Muldoon... It's raining outside. Uh, tell you what, Johnny. It's kind of late and all, huh? Me and my sister here. We got no place for you to sleep in the apartment upstairs. But uh, we got this little room in back. It's got a bed in it. Hmm? Come on. I tucked him in. Nice and comfy. Thanks, Muldoon. Look at it coming down outside. Yeah. Listen, Shirley. What are you thinking about, anyhow? Nothing. <laughs> you think this guy is going to be grateful? Hmm? That has nothing to do with it. It's Shirley, you can get yourself a guy. You're a good-looking dame. Except when I walk. Oh, come on. You ain't that much of a limp. Uh, thanks. Sometimes you can hardly even notice it. Okay. You want to let that be the last word? This guy. How do you know he don't have a wife and half a dozen kids? I don't know. How do you know the cops don't want him? I don't know that either. What we're doing is hiding him out. What we're doing is giving some poor, helpless person some shelter. Yeah, and you know what that's called? Accessory after the fact. But we don't know he committed a crime. Yeah? You want to bet? All right. Would you like to bet? On the basis of what you know so far, which side would you take? All you know about the gentleman in question is his name and his title. Oh, yes, you do. We told you. Think back to the very beginning of the story. 
Meanwhile, in just a few minutes, we shall go ahead to Act Two. Our literature is filled with stories of the stranger, the man or woman of mystery who knocks on the door and asks for shelter. The stranger. Who or what has directed him to knock on our door instead of another? And for what reason has he come? To save? To destroy? Well, we have one of those things going on right here. Oh, good morning. You sleep okay? Yes, yes. Uh, very quiet, restful. Feel better? I feel fine. Any, uh... Improvement in the general situation? I mean, you figure out who you are? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, that's tough. Uh, hey, look, you want to shave? Muldoon says to use this razor. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, most kind. I got to go up front and open up the place. Uh, as soon as you're ready, come in and have some breakfast. Well, you know I don't have any money. We'll just add it to the bill. Western, two soft boiled, two poached, and a couple easy over. How's your starb order? He says he's better this morning. Better than what? Two side orders of bacon. Surely. I still say. Yeah, I know, I know. The cops or the hospital. It's got to come to that sooner or later. Why? Why? Hey, what are you thinking about? Nothing. Surely. It ain't right. And a stack of wheats. You want to make this guy depend on you. Why not? A, a guy like him with his kind of class? <laughs> I never thought I'd hear you talk like that. What other chance do I have? How many times do I have to tell you? It ain't right. Right or wrong. It's your fault. Surely. Don't say that. Well, do you mean it ain't true? You were driving the car. You had half a load on What's gotten into you lately? Muldoon, I got a chance now. I can tell by the way he looks at me. But, but the guy ain't himself. This is the self he is now. And that's the self that that, that, that wants me. But sure, one day you can wake up and remember a life that's maybe got absolutely no place for you in it. And that day might come tomorrow. And that day may never come. You can't do a thing like this, Shirley. Muldoon... I am warning you. Don't ruin this for me. You expect me to just stand around and do nothing? One oatmeal and a French toast. Oh, I thought that breakfast rush would never be over. Want another cup of coffee, Johnny? Um, no, thank you. I... I believe I don't like coffee. As a matter of fact, I, I have a feeling I eat very little for breakfast. Hmm. What else do you know about yourself? Well, I really can't remember. Uh, uh, well, what I'm saying is, what do you feel? Uh, sure, maybe you lost your memory, but how about the things you know how to do? Like, uh, this is, well, in that field, but supposing you knew how to play a violin. W would you be aware of that? Mm, well, I don't feel I know how to play a violin. Mm -hmm. you, you figure you could be a carpenter? Hey, not with those hands. So, it's a white-collar kind of job. You must work in an office. Any idea what kind? I, uh... I, I don't know. 
Jerry's coming on any minute now, Shirley. So I want to take an hour off, huh? I'll be uh, back for the lunch crowd. Okay. See you around, Johnny. Well, I, uh... I don't know what to say. About what? About... About anything. I... I can't continue to take advantage of your hospitality. Well, what else would you want to do? I don't know. I have no money. Supposing... Supposing you did have some money. I mean, you know, enough to eat with, uh, get a place to sleep, even get on an airplane and go somewhere. Supposing you had that kind of money. Yes. Not all that much. A couple or three hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more. What would you do? I mean, where would you go? Um, I... I don't know. Would you try to find your way back to where you belong? The trouble is, I must deeply and truly feel that I don't belong there anymore. That's why I'm in my present state. So, if you did have this money, all you'd do is just wander around till it was gone. That's probably true. Then why go anywhere? Because... Hey, listen. <laughs> I'd like to ask you something, but you got to promise not to laugh, huh? Well, I could never laugh at you. It sounds kind of silly to just come out with a thing like this, but... Do, do you believe in... Fate? Fate? I know it's a subject a lot of people don't like to talk about. Fate is the... Story of our lives. So, anyway, going along... Why did you come in here... Last night? Why? Yeah, why? What brought you here? I mean, there's a thousand joints like this in town. Was it because I was looking for a haven, a, a place of safety? Isn't that fate? Perhaps. But what can I do? How long can I stay here? As long as you want to. I don't want to go back out there, Shirley. You don't have to. I'm tired. Listen, why don't you go in the back... And take a nap. Oh, it's not that kind of tired. It's world weariness. The Germans call it Weltschmerz. Hey, you talk German. Uh, I, I just did. Yes, yes, I, I can. I do German and and Latin. You speak Latin? Well, uh, nobody speaks Latin anymore. But I know I can read it and and write it. You must be very educated. Educated? Yes, yes, I feel that I am, that I know a great many things. Yeah, what sort of things? Sagas. What are those? Stories. Old Teutonic stories, legends, literature. Yeah. I would say that makes you educated. Now, you listen to me and you can tell that I ain't. I, I, I mean that, that I am not. I never finished high school. Was that possible? I, I mean, I thought it was compulsory. Well, certainly. But if you don't want to go, they really cannot force you to. Well, why did you not finish school? Uh... I was uh, ashamed to go out of the house. Why? I was 12. Muldoon, my brother, he had bought his first car... And he took me for a ride, and uh, he uh, cracked it up. Oh. It's kind of funny. They could fix the car, and it ran as good as new, but not me. Yes. 
I couldn't run at all. I, I, I couldn't dance. <laughs> Why should you go to high school if you can't go to the dances? <laughs> Why, indeed. Yeah. Well, that's how I looked at it then. So you stayed home? Uh, I did more than stay home. See, I did what you did. I tried to get amnesia. Amnesia? I didn't know what it was at the time, and it didn't work for me the way it's working for you. I mean, look at yourself. You're in another world, aren't you? Yeah. Whatever it is that was hurting you back in the old one, that's gone now, isn't it? Yes, it's gone. I found a world for myself, too. Where? It's... It's this woman who writes these books. Her name is Bonnie Carstairs. Is that name familiar? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, she is a genius. She writes books that are so... I, I mean, you can just feel it. Wonderful things happen in those books, don't they? How did you know? I thought you said no, you never... No, I can tell by looking at your face as you talk about it. I mean, every story has a happy ending. And you know why? Because the two people love each other forever. To love forever. <laughs> Doesn't happen in the real world. Well, that's why we both tried to leave it. You know, Shirley, I never met anyone like you. How do you know? Because if I had, if there had been someone like you, I never would have left that world. I don't even know your name. It doesn't matter. The, that name, whatever it was, belonged to another time, another place, another person. Then you need a new name. Yeah. What do you suggest? Uh, well, let me think. No point rushing into this thing. And besides, we have plenty of time, don't we? Yeah. We have all the time in the world. Where's the border? That's enough. What do you want me to call him? He's at the library. What's he doing there? Well, what do you think? Reading. Told me it's something he has to do. What's he read? Oh, Stuff in German and Latin. Huh. Sounds kind of heavy. He is not a frivolous person. Mm -hmm. We're going to get married. What? Why not? You, you don't know who he is. He don't know who I am either. But you're not leading a double life. How do you know? I give up. What's he going to do for a living? I thought you gave up. Answer the question. He is educated. You can see that. So? So? He can teach school. Now, what's the problem? The problem is you don't walk in and teach school just like that. You need diplomas, degrees, credentials. Then he'll do something else. Like what? So, I, I'll support him. Hey, here's a guy who's got three strikes on him, and he asked you to marry him. In the first place, he don't have three strikes. Secondly, he hasn't asked me to marry him yet. But he will. Muldoon, don't you spoil this for me. I just have this feeling that this is my last chance. My only chance. But sure. Whatever he's... he is, I want him. Muldoon, promise you won't go to the cops. 
I cannot make that promise. If you go, I'll never talk to you again as long as I live. Shirley, I want you to use your common sense. Why? Will that make me happy? Give me some companionship? Muldoon, you have to swear you won't go to the cops or I'm going to take off this apron and I'm going to limp out of here and I'm not going to... You didn't have to use that word. Promise. All right. I won't go to the cops. But... Yes, but... You and me, Shirley, we have to know who this guy is. Why? Because it's time you grew up. All right. I won't go to the cops. But we're going to run him down ourselves. What are you talking about? Listen, this guy can be the reincarnation of Albert Einstein. Or he can be Jack the Ripper. But we're going to find out. Hmm? Then you can decide for yourself. You must admit, he poses some rather dramatic alternatives. Obviously, our friend must be a missing person, and logically, it would seem that the police are already trying to find him. If the law, with all its resources, has so far drawn a blank, why does a short order cook in a diner think he can improve on their performance? As you know, there is an answer somewhere in Act Three. At the store, they told me there's a powerful anti-itch drug I can buy without a doctor's prescription. Now, I use Bicosine Cream as directed. No more burning, embarrassing itching. No more scratching. Bicosine actually speeds healing. Bicosine Cream. What a relief. Now, soften and remove hard, callous skin with the same ingredient doctors use most. Apply Dermasoft Cream to feet, hands, elbows as directed. Dermasoft Cream. Tony Randall for Rinsenvac. September is Rinsenvac Carpet Cleaning Month. And that means you can save your carpets and some cash now when you do it yourself with Rinsenvac. We have very low rental rates to help you save now. And when you rent during Carpet Cleaning Month, we'll give you a coupon good for a free Rinsenvac rental later, the next time you steam clean your carpets. So save some cash and save your carpets when you do it yourself with Rinsenvac. Rinsenvac, rate it now at a participating hardware store near you. Hello. You know who this is? Suppose I said Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. Would you know then? <laughs> I guess you would because that was hung on me a long time ago, although I never said it. This is Arthur Godfrey, and I do have an important message for you about direct deposit, which is a way to get our Social Security or other government checks sent straight to wherever we do our banking. I mean, it's a good thing because it means freedom and convenience and the security of knowing that our money is safe and sound every month, whether we're home or not. So let's enjoy the peace of mind that millions already have. Ask about direct deposit wherever you do your banking. And don't thank me. What are old friends for, anyhow? More than 10 million of Arthur's old friends are enjoying direct deposit. It means freedom, convenience, and the comfort of knowing their money is safe and sound. Ask about direct deposit wherever you do your banking. A public service message on behalf of the U.S. Treasury from the Ad Council. Evil is easy and has infinite forms, or so we are told. But what about good? Does this imply that good is difficult? and is immediately recognized? Sometimes it's so difficult to do good 
The pressures are so heavily against you. Furthermore, in many cases, nobody is asking you. And into the bargain, so few people will thank you. It's a wonder there are any good deeds being performed at all in this hard, cold, cruel world. Muldoon, I'm in love with him. And don't say it's crazy. I'm not saying anything. Because it is crazy. But since when is love anything else? It's happening to me, and don't you knock it. Because he's the only one I'll ever have. So, let's find out who he is. I told you I don't want to. Then I'll do it myself. You promised you wouldn't go to the cops. I'll keep that promise. You'll have to hold the fort till I come back. Where are you going? To the Forest Park Hotel. Why? Maybe I'll find the answer. Why the Forest Park? Because I figured it out. Yeah, from what? From what he told me. From what I seen. What did he tell you? What did you see? You were there. He found himself on Columbia Avenue. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This makes him a stranger. No one from around here would walk on Columbia Avenue at night. Go on. Well, let's say he went out for a walk. Where would he be coming from? A hotel. And what hotel is just five blocks from Columbia Avenue? The Forest Park. And that's why you're going to the Forest Park, huh? It's a big hotel. They don't remember everybody. You don't know what name to ask for. You know what they got a lot of at the Forest Park? Conventions. And you know what I'm willing to bet? He was there for one of them. How can you say that? You noticed it first. You you told him that the top part of his coat pocket had been ripped away, right? You asked him how it happened. He didn't know. I do. How? He could have been wearing one of those plastic badges. You know, with his name on it. And somehow it got torn off. Muldoon, he can't be a bad guy. I mean, look, he wants to be out of whatever or wherever he was. Can't we let him? Sure. You can let him if you want to. But first, you have to know who he is. Muldoon! Yeah. Hiya, Max. Hey, can I buy you a drink? Uh, not just yet. Uh, listen, Max, you get plenty of conventions in this hotel. All huh? day, every day, maybe as many as five or six at the same time. Yeah, so it might be hard for you to remember a particular guy if I described him. You know, Muldoon, standing behind the bar here, they all get to look like goldfish in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you had in here lately? Eh, uh, what have we had? We had plumbers, we had real estate people. Hey, I wouldn't know where to begin. Uh, how about school teachers? Uh, no, not lately. Uh, doctors, lawyers, but school teachers. Uh... It's just that, no, it's just that this guy strikes me as a school teacher. Why? He sounds very educated. Also, he says he talks German and Latin. Who'd have been around here could talk like that? German and Latin. Uh, I, I know it's a tough order. I can't even be sure he was at the hotel. It's just a hunch. Hey, wait, Muldoon. You got them. Yeah, yeah, you threw me off when you said school teachers, although uh, some of them do teach. Uh, uh, who? Linguists. Who, who are they? They specialize in languages. Okay. I remember we had uh, such a group here a couple of days ago. A um, small group, about 50 or 60. I think it was a seminar. It... Wait. 
That was the one where the guy left in a hurry. What do you mean? Well, he just disappeared. He walked out one night. No one ever saw him again. The next day, we found out why. He comes from Chicago. Before he had left for the seminar, he murdered his wife. Left her in the basement. He... He murdered his wife? Eh, police think so. Anyhow, he disappeared from here about an hour before they came to pick him up. Would you happen to recall his name, Max? How could I forget? We never get this much excitement. His name was Lafleur, Dr. Sidney Lafleur. Dr. Lafleur. PhD. Oh, and there's a funny part to the story, too. Well, it isn't uh, funny. It's just ironic. Some sneak thief had either found or stolen Dr. Lafleur's name badge and was using it to get into the main rooms. The police saw the name and picked him up. <laughs> He'll sit in jail for quite a while. Dr. Sidney Lafleur of Chicago. Who murdered his wife. Yeah. Who murdered his wife. Turn up anything at the Hotel Forest Park? Yeah. Important? It depends on whether you think it's important. What is it? His name is Dr. Sidney Lafleur. He's a doctor. Not one of the medical kind, the uh, professor type. Oh. And is... Is he married? He was... Oh, divorced? No. Uh, I guess you could call him a widower. His wife is dead. Yeah. So I understand. A and how long ago? It was very recent. Oh. What did she die of? He killed her. No. I bought a Chicago paper at the hotel. See? Down here. Still at large, Dr. Sidney Lafleur. Right? That's his picture, no? Who shot his wife to death and left her in the basement of their suburban home just before departing for the West Coast for a convention. California police say he has disappeared so far without leaving a trace. And so on. Muldoon, what are you going to do? I don't know. You made me swear I wouldn't go to the police. So... What do you want to do? I don't care. He, he's a murderer. Maybe he had his reasons. Maybe she deserved it. You know that's no argument, Shirley. I don't want to argue. I want him. You can have him. Under certain conditions. You'll have to keep him hidden in the back room. We don't need anybody else. It's a great life. You might as well be in jail. But we'll be in love. That won't make it any better. He and I, we're going to work it out. Huh. You will, huh? Well, uh, hello. Oh, hi. Yeah. What, you want a cup of tea? Oh, no, thank you, my dear. When I get back. Oh, from where? From the library. Oh, the library. Hey, look, I don't think it's a good idea for you to, to be seen. Oh. Oh, yes, you're right, my dear, you're really very bright about these things. We'll fix up a, a very nice place, and I'll get all the books you want, everything. Yes. It's going to be just great. Well, it's, um, it's getting dark now. Do you suppose I could just go out for a walk, look at the sunset? Well, you know, you know, it could be dangerous. That's right, but, um, when I feel confined, I, I just 
feel myself going to pieces sometimes. Uh, you want to answer the phone, Shirley? I didn't hear the phone. Why, sure. It just rang. Uh, I'll get it myself. Hello? Who? Just a minute. I'll see. Is there a uh, Dr. Sidney Lafleur in here? Uh, Dr. Lafleur? Phone call. Uh, Dr. Lafleur? Um, who's calling Dr. Lafleur? Who? Oh, his wife. Dr. Lafleur, if you're in the place, your wife is on the phone. No. No. Muldoon. If Dr. Lafleur, Dr. Sidney Lafleur of Chicago is here, your wife is on the telephone. She, she can't be on the phone. Uh, what are you talking about? I've got her right here. It's impossible. It's impossible Ernestine can't be on the telephone. It, it, hand it over. I'll, I'll, I'll prove it. Uh, are you Dr. Lafleur? <laughs> Hello? Hello, Ernestine? Ernestine? She isn't there, don't you see? She can't be there. She's dead. Uh, you're Dr. Lafleur. I, I told you she couldn't be on the phone. She's dead. I. She's in the basement where I left her after I... After I killed her. No, don't say that. Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? What am I doing in this place? Uh, oh, that's the newspaper. I guess they know about it. Yeah, they found her. Oh, look! My picture. Sir, would you be good enough to call the police? I'm sorry, I can't. You can't, but I... I want to give myself up. I committed a murder. You see? There's my picture, and and you can read the story. Yeah, I know, but I can't call the police. Uh, Shirley, you'll have to do it. Me? Yeah. You made me promise not to. That means it's up to you. But, Mom, do it. Shirley, do it, and it'll be all over. There'll be an end to it. Yeah. Thank you, young lady. Don't look so sad. I have to pay for it. It'll be all right. Besides, when you're sad, you have those frown lines, and you're really such an attractive young lady. Am I? Could you doubt it? Uh, he hello? Police headquarters? Could you send someone over right away? A man has a confession to make. Yes. Muldoon's diner. Don't look so sorrowful, miss. Everything's going to be all right. Surely. Don't worry about me, Muldoon. Everything's going to be all right. is a relative term. In this case, we have to settle for people learning to live with their limitations and making the best of what they have, which, when you come to consider it, is no small accomplishment. Making the best of it may not sound very exciting, but in the end, it's the only thing that really works. I shall return shortly. I like pickles, but they don't like me. I like pizza. 
Digel's special combination of antacid and anti-gas ingredients gives you fast, gentle relief from acid indigestion, heartburn, and gas in just minutes. I like hot dogs, but they don't like me. For occasional use, only as directed. What a difference it makes. Every moment's a special moment on Kodak film. A warm body entering a cold lake. That's worth a picture. The bend of a pole with a fish on the line. Who's that? What a difference it makes when you got what it takes. What a difference it makes when you got it. Your family's special, especially on Kodak film. <laughs> Look closely at the medicine you take for your <laughs> hay fever. There's a good chance it's an antihistamine and nothing more. Nothing more? Don't give up. Arm yourself with ARM. ARM is antihistamine strengthened. Strengthened with decongestant for freer breathing, clearer sinuses. Strengthened for better relief. Arm yourself with ARM. 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 For occasional use only as directed. Golden oldies. Remember when those records were only 39 cents? Here's another hit from those days when money went a long way. Today, Kool-Aid unsweetened is still a great value. With your sugar, it's only about 13 cents a quart. Has vitamin C, too. In these hot days, your kids will love that icy Kool-Aid taste as much as you did. Kool-Aid brand unsweetened soft drink mix. You loved it as a kid. You trust it as a mother. Lives, 90 lives. Within each of